So, today's daf is daf mem gimel, page 43 in the Hedigim Masech HaSadorim. As we continue in the fourth parak, and we're going to pick up from the bottom of mem beis and beis, we're going to relearn the Mishnah, three lines from the bottom of mem beis and beis. Here we go. Standard case, regular case. If a person um, makes a nether forbidding benefit, from his friend, He's not allowed to lend to him. We did this yesterday, okay? And we also did the Gemara, but let's chazer this. You can't borrow from him. You can't lend him. You can't borrow from him. You can't sell him. And you cannot buy from him. All right. Now, again, the Mishnah seems to imply that I just made a nether forbidding me to benefit from my friend, yet we see from the Mishnah, the Halakas, the Mishnah, that it's a two-way forbidden benefit. So that's the Gemara is going to come to explain. Says the Gemara, top of today's daf, I I understand. Why not let a lend to him to come on That's going to benefit him. But to borrow, why not? In what way is the guy benefiting? By me borrowing from him. And I also chop with the money. Why you're not allowed to borrow. And why you can't buy. Because that's all considered benefit. To come on Amine, because you're you're giving you're deriving benefit from him. But this that we said to not borrow from him, they, they can't borrow from me. Why can't I borrow from him? In what way is he gaining? So here we had two answers. Answer number one is one case you could say is our Mishnah, even though when we read the Mishnah, it said that really means a two-way street. The two of us forbade benefit, and that's why I can't give benefit, and I can't receive, and he can't give, and he can't receive either. That's one possible answer. Abai Omar Abai gives another approach, and he says, He says, no. Really, you could explain the case is at face value, which is, I just made a no, I, I just made a net there, I'm not gonna, I, I took a vow to not benefit from my friend. Ah, then why does it become a two-way street and being forbidden? Abai says, because once one side is forbidden, we're going to make a gzera, we're going to make a decree that the benefit should not go either way. Because once you allow benefit to start going either way, it's kind of like we're dealing with diurises here. We're dealing with biblical uh, transgression to not follow through on a vow. So therefore we say stay away from all loans, stay away from all sales, stay away from all those things. Because otherwise you're asking for trouble. Perfect. Okay, Givaldic. Let's keep going. Next mission, this is where we left off yesterday. Eight lines from the top of Mem Gimel Amar Lai. Gishmak. Ready for this? Shimon says to Ruvain, Hashi'ilei Parascha. Ruvain, lend me your cow. Amar Lai. And Ruvain says, Eina Pnuya. Eina Pnuya. It's not single. You know what I mean? It's not, a, it's not <laughs> available. Parasi or something like that. There you go. So I'm wondering. says, Nothing doing. He says, again, Shimon says, Ruben, lend me your cow. And Ruben says, no. Now, here's what happens. Unfortunately, very often, the Gemara is teaching us an important message. Very often, when you ask for something and the response is no, your mind starts making up stories as to why the person said no. Okay? So, Shimon requested from Ruben. Ruben says no. So, what does Shimon do? Shimon gets upset. And Omar and he said, Kainam sadi shani kharish balayla. Let me tell you something. You're not letting me your cow. Your cow can never do uh, work my field. 
He gets upset. He gets upset about, you know, he's, he makes this statement. Okay. Fine. Says the Gemara, If the derech is to plow, then he is usher, but everybody to gain from it, but everybody else can um, can uh, benefit from it. Okay? So again, If he usually does, he usually plows his field. With this cow? Or uh-huh. any cow? Usually plows his field with his hand. yeah any cow any cow okay, okay. so he, he said no he says again he said kaina my field is usher to to uh, ever do harisha right to ever uh, plow okay and now what happens is at a later point in the game okay, the cow is available yeah so imhayadarke lachraish who usher v'chol mutar he if he's the one who ever works with the cow. So he can never work with the cow, but other people are mutter. So let's say his workers who are going to oversee the field, they can use this cow, right? That's what it means. Okay. However, if he's not the guy who's usually out in the field, he just owns the field, he's not the one plowing, then everybody who works in his field is going to be usher. Why? Because now when he said, this cow can never be used. He obviously meant by everybody else. He, did, he wasn't referring to himself because he never worked his field anyway. He sits on the couch and, deliver, and, and receives the, the income. So if he's usually the one to do it, then we assume that his statement's going on himself and nobody else. If he's not usually the one to do it, somebody say his statement's going on everybody else and nobody's allowed to use this cow. Fine. What happens? Somebody makes a nether normal again. We're dealing with the standard case. He's forbidding himself to benefit from his friend, and now what happens is his fr- uh, you, you got to eat, and he has no food to eat. Fine. So I said you can never. Ruben says Shimon. Shimon, you can never get benefit, and now Shimon needs food. So what's Kementon? Well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? What's Ruben supposed to do? So it says the Mishnah. I'll give you an etzer. Is what you do to help out another year. He should go to the local makolat. Yeah? Go to the local grocer. And say, Okay? This guy is not allowed to receive benefits from me. And I'm not sure what to do because he's poor and he needs food and I want to help him out. That's all you do. It's like Amir al-Akum type of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the storekeeper to give him food. You go to the storekeeper and say, listen, I can't give him the food. Wink, wink. You take care of it. Okay? Then the Balmakolet, the owner of the supermarket, could go, give the food, and come back and request payment from the original guy who took the vow. He could pay for it as long as he didn't tell him directly to take care of this guy. Live nice. Okay. Also, if the guy needs a house, or he needs a fence, his field needs to be harvested. So, whoever, this guy who wants to help him out, who again is not allowed to help him out because of the nether, he should walk over to the workers. This guy cannot benefit directly from me. Then Not sure what I could do about it. And what happens? 
they can do it, and come back to him and receive payment. Okay, fine. So you see, whether it's food, whether it's work, as long as the direct benefit coming to the person is not something that's coming through the instruction of the one who took the vow, the one who took the vow can indirectly benefit him by just paying the bills and taking care of the, the financial side of it through the back door. Okay. What happens if they're traveling together? So Reuven and Shimon are traveling. Shimon cannot benefit from Reuven. And Shimon has no food. So now we have a problem. Reuven can't just give his food to Shimon as much as he'd, as much as he'd loved. Says the Gemara, Give it to somebody else as a matana. And now Shimon is mutter. What happens if you don't have somebody else to be kindness? Now we're going to get to Rabbi Ravinsky's advice. And he says, You should place it on top of a rock or on top of a fence. This, behold, this is ownerless, it's hafgar. Whoever wants to take it, can take it. I have no control over this. And Shimon, he can take it. And uh, and eat from it because you're not getting it directly from Ruvain anymore. Rabbi Yaisi Iser. Rabbi Yaisi says um, uh, the, the, making it hefker is going to be a problem. Making it hefker is going to be a problem, which we'll, we'll get to why. And this is also going to explain once we understand why Rabbi Yaisi has a problem making it hefker. It's also going to explain why the Mishnah ideally wanted a third person to be kind of first because we can ask what, why didn't the Mishnah initially say. You know, if you're traveling on a road or any situation, just make it hefker, and then and then he could take it. It's apparently it's a last resort, even according to the opinion of the Tanakama. And we will. Uh, the Gemara is going to explain what the what the concern is going to be. Okay, Gavalik. So we had, does a, a quite a long Mishnah with a number of halachas over here. Again, let's hazard this. What, what happens is the first case is a person says, "Lend me your cow." The other guy says, "My cows." He says, "No." And he jumps the gun and he makes a vow, which is not, or we'll call it not unusual for people to misread situations. So we say you follow the thought process of the one who made the nether at the time of the statement. So if he is usually the one who plows with the cow, so then he can't, but anybody else could. If he's not usually the one, then we assume that his original statement is referring to, uh, is referring to uh, anybody. Also, if Shimon is not allowed to, benefit and he needs food to eat so we said go to a storekeeper and you could do this shtick you know with the, the back room deals with the wink and say you take care of him and then you can come to me and I'll pay the bill afterwards that indirect benefit's going to be okay and if you're traveling on the road what do you do if it's Reuben, if Shimon needs food so we said Reuben should just you know uh, give the ownership over to Levi and then Shimon could take it and if there is no Levi if there's no third person there then Make it hefker. While Rabbi Yaisi says even making it hefker is not going to work. All right, Gavali, Zokt the Gemara. Am Rabbi Yechon Rabbi says, "My time of the Rabbi Yaisi. What's Rabbi Yaisi's issue with making it hefker? What's his problem? What, what, what does he answer the Gemara? Because Rabbi Yaisi thinks he holds hefker kimatana. Making something hefker is like 
a matana. How so? Ma matana. Just like when you give somebody a present, when you give a present to somebody, until Reuven wants to give a present to Shemin, until Shemin makes a Kenyan, Reuven can always back out. Just because I told you, I plan on giving you something, doesn't give you the ownership. Okay? He says, I'm giving a present to Shemin. Does Shemin now own it? No. Until Shemin makes a Kenyan, he could back out. Av hefker, so to by hefker, ad the osi lershos zayche. Says your base, he's such a good shmak alumnus. He says like this, when Ruvain puts it on the rock and says it's hefker, it's still going to be considered a direct benefit from Shimon. Because Ruvain at any point can go and take it back until someone else takes ownership of it. So it's still taking it from Ruvain. That's right. Because since Ruvain can always back out, of his uh, of his making it hefker, memela it's going directly from Ruvain to Shimon, and it's the same thing as Ruvain Mamish giving a matana to Shimon. That's how Rabbi Yaisi is going to uh, is going to view this. Do you need, okay, is there are there certain requirements in order for something to be truly hefker? Oh, Givaldic. So the Tanakama holds there's no other requirement that's why the Tanakama okay. holds it's going to be okay Tanakama is going to hold as soon as you say something is Hefker Even if there's no you've Indian, lost there's it no you've lost it and if you go take it back it's like a new ownership okay. if you take it back it's not like you're not backing out of your original statement it's mamish like uh, <laughs> there you go you just got your bill too yeah you <laughs> just got the, uh, uh, the the new ownership okay However, according to Rabbi Yaisi, the way that it works, you only lose your ownership, even if you make it Hefker, by somebody else. What, what Hefker does is it gives somebody else the right to take ownership, but you remain the owner until something happens. Masiv Rav Abba. Rav Abba asks a challenging question. According to the Tanakhama, Ruvain puts the food on top of the fence or on top of the rock. And the other guy go and eat it. Rabbi Yaisi, I say, Rabbi Yaisi, you're not allowed to do that. Omar Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, Hey, Masai, when do I argue? When do I argue? Bisman, Shenidroi, Kaidem Lehefkerin. Listen closely. That's when his nether, Ruvain prohibiting Shimon to benefit, or Shimon says, I'm not going to benefit from Ruvain, comes before making it Hefker. Okay? So, in other words, Rabbi Yaisi says that it's not going to work to place it on the rock or place it on the stone when the food was already ushered to him prior to making it hefker. Our case. Fine? Okay. Now, Amr Beis, Avol but says Rabbi Yaisi, Im haya hefkeroi kaidem lenidroi. Follow closely, ready? If Ruvain makes it hefker, and then he says to Shimon, or then Shimon says, I am not allowed to benefit from Ruvain. Harezem mutter. You can take it. Now here's the problem. He holds that it's still... Give... What, what's the problem? Until he takes it, it's still his. Gavaldix. That's going to be the Gemara's challenge over here on this one. The Amrita Dossilor Shazoka. If you're going to say that it remains the domain of Ruvain until Shimon Mamish takes it. Mali Nidrei Kajim Lefkei Who cares if he made the Nether before or making it ownerless? And Mali Hefkei Roy Kajim Lenidrei. Who cares if he made it Hefkei before? Either way, it remains in Ruvain's possession until someone else goes and takes it. So you see, this can't be Rabbi Yaisi Svar. That can't be Rabbi Yaisi, because Rabbi Yaisi himself says there's an Afgoina. 
whether it was whether it was Hefker first or the Nedars first. Good challenge, good question, right? After the Gemara, he asked the question and he answers it. And he says, I'll tell you why there's a difference. Rabbi Yaisi really is of the opinion that something is, you know, that the way Hefker works, it's not yours until somebody takes it. However, he says, in Hilchus Nedarim, when somebody makes a nether, his das is never on something that he previously expressed hefkerus on. Hence, Rabbi is going to say like this. If Reuven owned it, made a nether, and then it became hefker, Shimon cannot benefit, says Rabbi Yaisi. Why not? Because the nether was including the thing that later became hefker. However, if, if Reuven already expressed hefkerus on this food... And then he makes an eder. The reason why Shimon could take it is because you're right; it remained Ruvain. but it's not included in the in Ruvain's statement. When Ruvain took the vow, he's not including something that he already said is going to be hefker, and that's why Shimon could take it. Again, the reason why Shimon's taking it now is not because it's hefker. The re- and he get benefited from it. The reason why Shimon's allowed to take it is because it never became usher to him. When Reuven made his initial vow, you understand over here? When Reuven made his initial vow, since he expressed Hefkerus on this, so this remains mutter to Shimon, and that's why Shimon can go take it. There's no issue. That's how Ravaba answers. Okay? So he challenged it, and he's coming up with this lamdis, this nafkamina, this chakira, between, um, uh, within Hilchis Nadarim, as to what, what, the, uh, what the mindset, which food is included in the nether. Masiv Rava. Rava asks a challenging question. He says, one second. Mikzason l'rishayn. kulon l'sheni. Listen to this case. You have a guy, there's a halacha that if, if somebody's about to pass away, so he's, uh, he's allowed to give away his possessions. And um, it's called the, he's called the Shchid It's called the Shchid Okay. Now, a shchivina, if he gives something away, it's understood that, let's say the guy gets better, everything goes back, because so everybody clearly understands uh, what, he, um, what he was thinking, right? It goes, by the, it goes by the thought process, it goes by the mindset. Now, what's, it, what's unique about a shchivina is that even if the other person has not yet acquired it, the person didn't come to make a Kenyan, it's already, um, it's already there. We want to, because the guy who's dying wants to make sure it's kind of like we're giving him an added, you know, an added kayak, an added power. This way he's ensured that his, uh, his wishes are respected. So what happens if you have a shechiv meirah and mekzos on the rishon? He gives some of his possessions to the first guy. Okay. Now, the halacha is, if you give some of your stuff away, you're not, this is not really a shechiv Because a shechiv is somebody gives everything away. Because he doesn't need it anymore. We're going to assume if you only gave part of it away, it's going to be given as a standard matana, like a regular person. You give some of your stuff away. But then, the kulan l'sheni. And then he says, I want to give everything that I have to Shimon. Okay. Now, what does he mean, all my stuff to Shimon? Everything. Including what he said to Ruvain? 
Or is he saying whatever's left over? We'd assume, right? But it's, it's not so clear. Because again, he says to Ruvain, I'm giving you some of my stuff. Yeah, you get the, you get the house and the car. And he says to Shimon, I'm giving you everything. All right? So now, what, what's happening over here? Now, what's, what's the, the nafkamina obviously is about when and if you need to make a Kenyan. Okay? And are you allowed to back out? If not, because if he just means his remaining stuff, then he never gave Shimon all his stuff either. And that's not a matna shchimera. If it's everything included, then it'd be matna shchimera. So here we go. So Rishon Kana, Sheni Loikana. The first guy, it makes, it's considered his, it's considered his acquisition. And the guy who was giving it away cannot take it back because he only gave it partially. However, the second guy, Loikana. If if uh, the the if he gets better, so now the second guy has to give it back because like Kana, he never fully acquired it. Why didn't he fully acquire it? Because it's the assumption over here is that um, the assumption over here is that uh, he was giving him everything as a matna shchemera, assuming that he's not going to be living in this world anymore. Okay, so the shaila over here is here's the challenge. The challenge is that when a person makes a nether and he says in the nether, anything that's mine, the Gemara is asking, you see from here, why would he be excluding something, something that he previously made after? If it's still his, again, look at the Svara, ready? Rabbi Yaisi's Svara is, it's yours until somebody else acquires it. But until someone acquires it, Rabbi Yaisi said, it's mine. Revava won't make a hakir. He says like this. Oh, shkayich rebaisiyos that it's yours till somebody else makes a kidney. But when he made the net there, he's not including something that he already declared to be hefker. Ask the Gemara challenge. What do you mean by shemira? You find that when somebody makes a statement, it's including everything that's currently his. If you're gonna, if you're you are gonna hold that it's his. Why would his nether not include something he established as hefker? It's still his. It should also be. It, it should also be included. We're back to square one. We're back to our question. Very good. Answer the Gemara. Ella, rather, Amar Rava. Rava explains. I'll tell you an answer for Rabbi Yaisi. Why does Rabbi Yaisi make an afkamina? Again, what was our problem? Our problem was Rabbi Yaisi made afkamina between whether you make it hefker before the nether or hefker after the nether. Why is it make an afkamina? Gezera mishuv matnas ben choron. Because of the Matana of Ben Charan. Okay, what's the Matana of Ben Charan? This is something we're going to have uh, later on where you had a, within a family, you had somebody who said that his father is not allowed to get any sort of Hanah. We had this earlier in the Masechta as well. And then the father wanted to come to the Chasna. So what the son did is he kind of gave over all the ownership of everything at the Chasna to somebody else. And this other guy made it all hectic. And ultimately we said that it was okay. Because the Chachamim said, we chap, we understand why he did uh, why he did what he did. Okay? So the Gemara is answering over here is that Rabbi Yaisi um, will say that really you're not allowed to do this because he, you, you might change your mind over here. Okay? You might come up with the, with the wrong svara. So therefore, the, the, you know, what we're walking away from over here is 
that Rabbi holds that if somebody says it's Hefker, it really becomes Hefker. It's really not yours anymore. And hence, the guy should technically, in essence, be permitted to benefit from him. Technically, it should be permitted to benefit from him. However, because of this svara of Matnas ben Charan, we're concerned that these things are going to change. That's why Rabbi kind of has this separate decree. And he says, listen, if it wasn't yet Hefker, at the time of uh, you know, at the time of the vow, so then the, the halacha will change. Okay, so again, let's let's uh, pause over here and take stock of what's t- take stock of what's happening. We had a question on the bottom of Amud Aleph, going to the top of Amud Beis, which was Rabbi Yossi in our Mishnah uh, assured the whole idea of making something hefter, of Rufi making it hefter, so that Shimon should benefit from it. We said why. So the way we originally understood is because Rabbi Yaisi is of the opinion that nothing becomes Hefker until somebody else is kainit. We said, aye, that's not possible. But elsewhere, Rabbi Yaisi says there's an afkamina. Uh, when somebody makes a nether, if he, if he, if somebody makes a nether, if it was still in his possession at the time of the nether, and then he made it Hefker, so then it's not going to be mutter. It's okay. However, if he made it Hefker first, then it, then, uh, it won't be included. Why? Because his mind was never on something which was Hefker. That was the, the Nafkamina that we said. Um, and uh, we challenged that from the situation of the Shkibmeira. So now the Gemara is backing out and re-explaining Rabbi Yaisi And saying that really the logic for Rabbi Yaisi is that he holds once something is Hefker, it's always Hefker. And really the vow should not apply to it. Aye, so why does he ask it in the Mishnah? In our Mishnah, why does he say Ruvain can't put it on the fence? He says because of the problem of the story of Matnas Beis Charo, when he had that gift and it came out that um, you know that uh, he didn't really mean it, so we're concerned that it's not going to be a real Hefkeris over here either. Okay, here we go. Tanya, we learned in a Bchais Hamafkir Esadeil. If somebody makes his field Hefker, makes his field ownerless. Call Shleisha Yamim for three days after making your field Hefker. Yochol Lachzar Boy. Zokdaran. Even if someone took it. If you say something's Hefker, your field. You have like a three day period where you could, um, you could back out. We do that today in contracts, on major contracts. It gives you 72 hours. Really? Okay. Now, the, in halacha, there's a lot of practical nafkaminas about this as well, because certain things that you get, um, the, the, um, certain things that you get, depending on when you took ownership of it, that's when you start take, paying miser and, and things like that. Okay. After, from, from there on forth, he is, uh, he, is, uh, he is not allowed to, uh, he's not allowed to back out. It is what it is. All right? There's no, uh, you, you made it hefker. If somebody else uh, acquired it, beseder. Omar, what if he says, So, a guy says, I want it to be hefker for a specified amount of time. Specified amount of time. He 
So if you make something hefker for a specific amount of time, so then we say, so we say it depends. If during that time someone else took ownership, we'll say tough luck. But if nobody else um, took ownership of it, then you could, right, then you can go ahead and, uh, and take it back. Fine. Now, what's going to happen over here is, and this is going to, we'll, we'll hold it here for this evening, but what we're going to get into is that what happens if somebody does take possession of it? Can we uproot that ownership when the Hefkeira's time is up? Like, could somebody allow, and think about this, Alpi Svara, <coughs> excuse me, according to logic, according to logic, should I be allowed, if I own something, to allow anybody else to use it for a specific period of time? Yeah, why not? Why can't I do it? Huh? Say, oh, so that's not called being Hefker. So what's that called? Lending it. Le- okay, lending it to someone. Or- so called Dichvan Yezev Yechel. What is that? For this specific period of time. So we'll get into this. But we'll restart Besham tomorrow from, uh, from Tanya, from this Brisa. And it's going to, the Sugya over here really is going to have a lot to do. We have another daf over here to finish the parak. It's going to have to do with somebody who says something is ownerless, but there's... There's um, there's conditions attached to the Havkeros. We'll get into uh, a number of machlaiks in between the Chachamim and Rabbi Yaisi as to how Havkeros actually works, the nuts and bolts of it. And Bez Jem, we will pick up from here tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. With that, yeah.